There's so many ways women unconsciously settle in life, unknowingly declining the abundance available because of their beliefs. There's so many ways that women say no to their deepest desires because they don't understand how fear and limitations show up in their body. Too many women are saying no to themselves and it impacts all of us. I'm here to change this. I've helped thousands of women say yes to more, leaning in and allowing a life that once felt impossible. If you need one-on-one coaching or would like to join us on one of our retreats, please visit our website at www.basictobougiethepodcast.com. Welcome to Basic to Bougie, the podcast, a totally new experience, one you're sure to love. We've taken our passion of business, finance, relationships, hot topics, and more, and collided them as a sisterhood into what we now call womenhood. Join your host, Melissa Martin, the success coach, and now an author, a certified NLP life, business, and financial coach, hypnotherapy expert, and one-bed mamma-jamma businesswoman on this wild ride as we detour through life, showing you how to take the basics and turn them into what we call the bougie. Let's dive on in. Welcome, welcome. Hey guys, it's Melissa, and I'm super excited to be here with y'all this evening. I am nervous to do this podcast. I haven't done it in a hot minute. I'm hoping I don't get tongue-tied. You know, I've been so busy living life and and going at a very fast pace that I have not negated or neglected my podcasting, but I've been too busy writing a New York Times bestselling book. What the what? So here we are. You know, we're in the Hallmark season as I like to call it. We're we're nestling into the fall crisp air and football and decorating and thinking about our Thanksgiving menus and our Christmas gifts and all the things and you know, Blah, blah, blah. I could continue and continue and continue. I apologize. I have some texts coming through at the same time I'm doing this. I want to talk about, and I really feel the calling to talk about, cultivating authenticity and letting go of what people think, right? Because often people attempt to live their lives backwards. They try to have more things or more money in order to do more of what they want so they'll be happier. The way it actually works is the reverse. You must first be who you really are and then do what you really need to do in order to have what you want, right? So in true Melissa form, I've got a million papers around because I like to research before I do things. And in my research, I've always thought of people as being either authentic or inauthentic because authenticity was simply a quality that you had or you were lacking, right? Pretty simple. I think that's the way most of us use the term. They're either very authentic of a person or very inauthentic of a person. But as I started immersing myself in the research and doing my own personal work, I realized that like many desirable ways of being, authenticity is not something we have or we don't have. It is a practice, a conscious choice of how we want to live. Authenticity is a collection of choices that we have to make every day. It's about the choice to show up and be real, the choice to be honest, the choice to let our true selves be seen, the choice to be love, and the choice to love. There are people who consciously practice being authentic, and then there are people who don't. And then there's the rest of us who are authentic on some days and not so authentic on the others. 
And trust me, even though I know plenty of authenticity and I know plenty about being authentic, it's something that I work towards every day. And if I'm in full or self-doubt or shame, I can sell myself out and be anybody you need me to be because that's part of life. The idea that we can choose authenticity makes most of, most of us feel both hopeful and exhausted, right? We feel hopeful because being real is something we value, but most of us are drawn to warm, down-to-earth, honest people. We aspire to be like that in our own lives, but we feel exhausted because without even giving it too much thought, most of us know that choosing authenticity in a culture that dictates everything from how much we're supposed to weigh to what our homes are supposed to look like is a huge undertaking. Giving the magnitude of this task at hand, being authentic is a, in a culture that wants you to fit in and people please. I decided to use my own research to develop a definition of authenticity, and I could use this as my touchstone, my base, my home base. You know, what is the anatomy of authenticity? These are the questions I've asked myself. What are the parts that come together to, to create an authentic self? And here's what I've come up with, right? I've come up with a few key things. Authenticity is a daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. Choosing authenticity means cultivating the courage to be imperfect, to set boundaries, and to allow ourselves to be vulnerable. It's a big one. That word, that V word. Exercising the compassion that comes from knowing that we're all made of strength and struggle and nurturing the connection of sense and belonging that can only happen when we believe that we are enough because we are enough in the divine here and now we are enough and authenticity demands wholehearted living and loving even when it's hard even when we're wrestling with the shame and fear of not being good enough and especially when the joy is so intense that we're afraid to let ourselves feel it mindfully practicing authenticity during our most soul-searching struggles is how we invite grace and gratitude and joy into our lives You'll notice that many of the topics I talk about are woven throughout the definition, and that theme will repeat itself throughout most of my podcasts. And although the guideposts are interconnected and related to each other, my goal always is to talk about them individually and collectively because I want to explore how each of them works on their own and how they fit together. And I want to spend the rest of this year learning how to unpack items and terms like perfection so that we can understand why they're so important and what often gets in our way of living a life of wholeheartedness. You know, choosing authenticity is not an easy choice. I think it was E.E. Cummings who wrote, to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody but yourself means to fight the hardest battle with any human being who can fight and never stop fighting. Staying real is one of the most courageous battles that we'll ever fight, especially in a world that doesn't want realness. They want something different. And when we choose to be our true selves and be our true selves to the people around us, some of us will struggle to make sense of how we are changing. 
Our partners and our children might be fearful and unsure of the changes they're seeing. Friends and family may worry about how our authenticity practices will affect them in our relationships with them. And some will find inspiration in our new commitment. Others may not perceive that we're changing too much, but maybe even abandoning them or holding up an uncomfortable mirror. You know, I like to say, I'm not the same person I was a year ago. I'm not the same person I was five years ago, 10 years ago, and neither are you. We can go from being X to Z in a middle, in, 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 a, in a minor second. You know, they, you know, just how I went X to Z, not X, Y, Z, because the Y is what we're skipping over for a reason, because the Y is the Y. The Y is why we're skipping it. Uncomfortable mirrors need to be held upon ourselves and upon others sometimes to be able to open up the window, the window, the window of our next levels, of our next challenges, of the next paradigm of ourselves. You know, it's not so much the art of authenticity that challenges the status quo. I think it is the audacity of the authenticity. And I know you hear me saying it's very audacitic out there today. It's raining audacity today. I say it a lot because most of us have the shame triggers around being perceived as self-indulgent or self-focused. Listen, there is nothing wrong with being self-focused. But we don't want our authenticity to be perceived as selfish or narcissistic. When I first started mindfully practicing authenticity and worthiness, I felt like every day was a walk through a gauntlet of gremlins. And I'm not even kidding because their voices can be loud and unrelenting. But what if I think I am enough, but others don't? What if I think... And what if I let my imperfect self be seen and known and nobody likes what they see? What if my friends and family and coworkers like the perfect, better, you know, old me, the ones who take care of everything and everyone? That's the hard part. Because sometimes we push the system and it pushes back. The pushback can be everything from an eye roll to a whisper to a relationship struggle to the feelings of isolation. There can also be cruel and shaving responses to our authentic voices. You know, in my research on authenticity and shame, I found that speaking out is a major shame trigger for women and people who are striving to meet cultural norms around femininity. And here's how the research that I've done described the struggle of being authentic, right? Don't make people feel uncomfortable, but be honest. Don't upset anyone or hurt anyone's feelings, but say what's on your mind. Sound informed and educated, but not like a know-it-all. Don't say anything unpopular or controversial, but have the courage to disagree with the crowd. I also found that we struggle with our own opinions, feelings, and beliefs, and especially conflicts with our culture's general and general expectations. For example, researchers found that on the top attributes with the associates of being feminine include thin, nice, and modest. While a woman wearing a crop top and no bra and shorts in the summer, that is certainly not me. And that means if we want to play totally safe, we have to be willing to stay small, quiet, and attractive as possible. Well, there is nothing small and quiet about me. So that puts me in the realm of, are we being authentic or are we 
fitting in. Because the are we fitting in is where I throw all the books at the wall. I throw all of the misconceptions at the wall. Because what the hell is fitting in? You know, when looking at the attributes associated with being masculine, the research identifies these as an important emotional control. (laughs) Emotional control. I I have to giggle at that because emotional control and masculinity, right? (laughs) If you know, you know, you know, prime, the, the primal feeling of work control over women and pursuit of status. That means if complying with masculine norms is important to us, we want to play it safe. We must stop feeling. We must start earning and give up on meaningful connections. It's horseshit. Complete horseshit. And the thing is, authenticity isn't always a safe option, but sometimes choosing being real over being liked is all about playing in the unsafe, babe. It means stepping out of our comfort zone, babe. And trust me, as someone who has stepped out on many, many, many occasions, it's easy to get knocked around when you're wandering through the new territory, but the territory looks pretty good. And it's easy to get attacked and criticized by someone while they're risk-taking or while you were risk-taking and voicing an unpopular opinion or sharing a new creation with the world or trying something new that they haven't quite mastered. Because cruelty is cheap and easy and rampant, and it's also chicken shit, especially when you attack and criticize anonymously, like technology also allows many people to do these days. Keyboard gangsters, I call them. As we struggle to be authentic and brave, it's also too important to remember that cruelty always hurts, even if the criticisms are untrue. When we go against the grain and put ourselves and our work out in the world, some people will feel threatened and they will go after what hurts the most, our appearance, our lovability, and even our parenting. The problem is, is when we don't care at all what people think and we're immune to hurt, we're also ineffective at connecting. Courage is telling our story, not being immune to the criticism. Staying vulnerable is a risk we have to take if we want to experience connection. You know, I like to say there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women, but I'm changing that in 2024 to there's a special place in hell for people who don't support other people. And I mean that. Because if you're like me, practicing authenticity can feel like a daunting choice because there's risk involved in putting your true self out there to the world. But I believe there's even more risk in hiding yourself and your gifts from the world. Our unexpressed items, opinions, and contributions don't just go away. They're likely to fester and eat away at our worthiness. I think what we should be born with is a warning label similar to the ones that come across a cigarette package. Caution. If you trade in your authenticity for being liked, you may experience the following. Anxiety, depression, eating disorders, addiction, rage, blame, resentment, and inexplainable grief. I mean, really, we're all going to be on medication because of it, if we're not already on them. Because sacrificing who you are for the sake of what other people think just isn't worth it. Yes, there can be authenticity growing and growing with pains for the people around us. But in the end, being true to ourselves is the best gift we can be to the people we love and especially to ourselves. 
When I let go of trying to be everything to everyone, I have and had more time, attention, love, and connection for the important people in my life. My authenticity practice can be hard on literally everyone in my inner circle, but mostly because it requires time, energy, and attention. But the truth is, is that everyone involved is engaged and in the same struggle. We all are. I want, to, I want you to dig deep. I want to give you some things. We're going to dig deep. I want you to get deliberate. I want you to find a mantra, find a word, or a saying that grounds you. You know, whenever I'm faced with a vulnerable situation, I get deliberate with my intentions by repeating this to myself. Don't shrink. Don't puff up. Stand on your sacred ground. Saying this mantra helps me, rem- helps me to remember not to get small so other people can get comfortable. Let me say that again. Saying this little mantra helps me remember not to get small so other people are comfortable and not to throw up my armor as a way to protect myself. You know, I have a little armor that I wear periodically and I'm noticing it more and more. So which makes me think that I'm feeling unsafe or I'm feeling insecure around certain situations. And the more and more that I've noticed this, I'm noticing it's my armor. So I'm going to be working on the same. And I want you to get inspired because I'm inspired by everyone who shares their work and opinions with the world. Courage is contagious. You have to be brave with your life so that others can be brave with theirs. I want you to get going. I try to make authenticity my number one goal when I go into situations where I'm feeling vulnerable. If authenticity is my goal and I keep it real, I never regret it. I might get my feelings hurt, but I rarely feel shame. When acceptance or approval becomes my goal and it doesn't work out, that can trigger my shame. I'm not good enough. If the goal is authenticity and they don't like me, I might feel disappointment frustration, or even grief, but I'm okay. If the goal is being liked and they don't like me, I'm in trouble. I get going by making authenticity the priority because what other people think of me is none of my business and it is the same for you. We're living our lives for ourselves and the people around us and the people that we love. And as long as we're standing in our own authentic truth, then it really doesn't matter. We have to let go of the perfectionism that goes into it because perfectionism is a thing and it's the thing that's really hard and it really is amazing all at the same time, but it's giving up on being perfect and beginning the work of becoming yourself. I know this is a short one, but I wanted to jump on because I haven't been on. So here I am. Hi. I'm going to try to get more regular throughout the rest of this year. I can't believe we're like three months to the end of the year. It's wild. But I miss y'all. And I love your emails. And I love all the things. And we have more retreats coming up. And we have all the things and all the goodness. And I'll keep you posted. For Basic to Bougie, I'm Melissa Martin, your success coach. Have a great day.